Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Good morning to you, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters. I bring you all greetings in the mighty name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I welcome you and every member of your family to this day. It's July the 17th of 2020. It's a Friday. It's the end of the working week and the beginning of the weekend. We bless God. We worship Him. I want us to lift up our voices together, my brothers and my sisters, and just begin to bless the name of our God. Let us thank Him for seeing us through to this day. Let us thank Him for Monday. Let us thank Him for Tuesday. Let us thank Him for Wednesday. Let us thank Him for Thursday. Once again, let us thank Him for this day. You and I know, we know for sure, that it's not all, not everyone that started this week with us, our life to see this day. It's only because of the mercy of God. We are privileged to be alive, my brothers and my sisters. Let's worship our God. Let's ascribe glory, adoration to His powerful name. Father, we thank you. Let us thank him for the battles, seen and unseen, that he fought for us. Let us thank him for the victories he gave to you and I and members of our families. Let us thank him for every enemy defeated. Let us thank him for every machinery set in motion against us by the devil and his cohorts that our God demobilized, that our God defeated. Let us thank him for not allowing the devil and human agents of ease to prevail over us. Let us thank him for the spiritual attacks he averted, arrows from the ungodly he intercepted and deflected. Let us thank him for not giving our enemies Reasons, opportunities to dance, to rejoice, to celebrate and jubilate at our expense. Oh, let us thank our God for the supply of His Spirit during the week, the supply of His mercy and grace, the supply of His strength and power, the supply of His favor and wisdom, the supply of His protection and His peace. Go ahead and thank Him. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for the privilege to be alive. We thank you, God. We worship you. It's only because of your mercy. We adore you, God. Thank you for your glory that defends and shields us. Thank you for granting us divine immunity. Thank you for being the God that you are to us. Thank you for being our deliverer, our healer, our provider, our protector, our very present help in times of trouble. If we had thousands of leaps this morning, it would not be enough to say thank you. But we ask God that you accept our thanksgiving. In the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, 
And in the name of God, the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, my brothers and my sisters, let's go before our Creator and begin to ask for His mercy and forgiveness for every sin of our thoughts, of our words, of our actions. Let us ask Him to forgive every ungodliness, every uncleanliness, every unrighteousness, every wickedness in our lives. Let's go ahead and talk to Him. Our Father, we humble ourselves before you this day. We ask that you please forgive us for every sin in our lives. The sin of malice and grudge, the sin of envy and jealousy, the sin of bitterness and unforgiveness, the sin of deceit and lie. Forgive every immorality in our lives, God. Everything that does not look like you. Everything that does not represent you. In our lives, we ask that you purge us from them. Purge us of them, God. Sanitize our lives in and out with the precious blood of Jesus. Purify our hearts, our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. Remove from us garments defiled with iniquity and unrighteousness. Make us whole before you, God. And we ask that you grant us a place to kneel and to stand before your presence this day. Oh God. Oh God. We thank you. We bless your name. Our maker. We bless your name, our redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Good morning once again to you, my dearly beloved brothers and sisters. We can't thank God enough. And so we thank Him again for bringing you and I and members of our families together to this place of fellowship. Hallelujah. Glory be to His name forevermore. Amen. This morning, by the grace of God, I want to talk on the nature of man. The nature of man. Now, I'm using the word man as a universal word to embrace um, both the male and the female gender, if you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Now, man as in mankind, if you please, is called a tripartite being, a tripartite being. What that means is that mankind is made up of three parts, the body, the soul, and the spirit. With the body, man is able to make contact with the physical world. God gave us this body what, that we can touch so that we can exist comfortably on the planet Earth. This body is just good enough for the terrestrial world. When we leave this Earth, 
we did not go with this body. We put on this celestial body. This body decays. Why? It's only good enough to survive or to live on the earth. Number two, man has a soul. With a soul, mankind makes contact with the intellectual world. That's why we can go to school. We can go to colleges, universities. We can learn. We can study. We can write. We can assimilate. Now, also within the soul realm, we have what are called the seat of the mind. Now, in the seat of the mind, that's where we have our thoughts, our desires, our appetite. All of these emanate from the soul. And the third part is the spirit. Man has a spirit, his human spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit, but man has his own human spirit. And with his human spirit, is able to make contact with the spirit world. The spirit is the only medium that God uses to make contact with mankind, especially when you are a child of God. Praise God. I want to, to explain briefly what happens at our rebirth when a man surrenders his or her life to Christ, when he genuinely welcomes him to be in charge of his life. I want to try and explain what happens. In the book of John chapter 1 and verse 12, the Bible says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those who believe in his name. What that means is that as many that open themselves up to welcome the Lordship of Jesus into their lives, as many that welcome Christ to be their Lord and their Savior. The Bible says he now releases into their lives power, the power, the required power to become children of God. This is what happens. The Holy Spirit at a new birth is introduced into their lives 
through their human spirit. The moment you say, Lord, Jesus, come into my life. I want you to be Lord and Savior over my life. Tonight, I want to become born again. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. The moment a man makes a decision like that, the Holy Spirit, who is also the power of God, is introduced into the life of that man or those individuals through their human spirit. In other words, there becomes a connection between the Holy Spirit of God and the human spirit of man. And guess what? A process of change or transformation begins to take place. Note the word process. Someone doesn't just become born again and everything about that man changes all at once. No. It takes a process. The Spirit of God, the power of God begins to walk on him. The book of John chapter 1 and verse 12 that we read lets us know that you cannot become a child of God without his power. Remember the book of Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6 that we read a couple of days ago? God was speaking to the prophet Zechariah in that scripture, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. We cannot become children of God by our own power, by our own might. It's a function of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. The moment the Spirit of God finds its way into the life of that man through that man's human spirit, he begins to influence his mind. He begins to influence his thoughts, his desires, his appetites, his senses altogether. The Holy Spirit begins to put a check on his mind and begins to build in that man what we call in the book of Galatians the fruit of the Spirit. Can I just go over this briefly one more time? When a man opens his or her life to Jesus, when he or she welcomes Jesus to be Lord and Master over him or her life, 
I beg your pardon, over his or her life. The Holy Spirit of God enters into that man, into that woman through his or her human spirit to begin a process of change, a process of transformation. There is no transformation without the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is the agent of change. He is the agent of transformation. Over time, it's a process. So do not just expect an automatic change. When you hear that someone gave his or her life to Christ, a month ago, a week ago, a couple of days ago. Don't expect a change at once. It's a process. As long as that individual cooperates with the Spirit of God, the change will come. But it will take a process. And as the Spirit of God continues to work on him. He influences the soul realm. He influences his senses, his thoughts, his desires, his appetite. He begins to line them up with the, the word of God. It begins to line them up to please God. Eventually, the Spirit of God begins to build in that man what is referred to as the fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians. We'll stop here today. By the grace of God, as we continue with the series next week, I shall talk on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? If you are, let's close our eyes and bow our heads together. And thank God for what he has taught you and I so far in this series. Thank him. Bless his name. Father, we thank you for what you have taught us so far in this series on the Holy Spirit. Thank you for adding to us. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the interpretation of your word. Thank you for the spirit of understanding. We give you praise, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. And so, my brothers and my sisters,
If you know that you have a weakness in your life, you're a child of God, but you find yourself living right today, falling into iniquity tomorrow, you've identified with your weakness. Cry out to God. God loves sincerity. He loves honesty. Men may condemn you, but not God. Your God, the one who created you and I, will not do that. You're a child of God. But you're not living right. Cry unto Him. Demand help from above. And He will supply grace. Father, I also pray for my brothers and my sisters that are listening to me this morning. Christians, born-again Christians. But Lord, from time to time, they fall into one iniquity or the other. As they open up sincerely and honestly before you this morning, as they ask and place demand for grace, I link my faith with them, God. Let there be a supply of grace. Let there be a supply of grace. Let there be a supply of grace to lift them up above this temptation, to give them strength in this weakness. In the name of Jesus Christ, thank you, God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Glory be to God. It is well with you. All right, my brothers and my sisters, let's commit today and the weekend into the hands of God. Pray with me. Say, Father, keep me and my family throughout this day and throughout the weekend from all evil. Say, Father, as the east is far from the west, let wickedness, let evil, let unrighteousness be far from us. In the name of Jesus, share with me, say, Father, let your presence overshadow us. Let your glory defend and shield us. And let your peace abide with us today and throughout the weekend. In the name of God the Father, in the name of God the Son, and in the name of God the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, my beloved brothers and sisters, until I come your way next week, by the grace of God, I wish you and every member of your family a wonderful, a gracious, and a blessed day and weekend. God bless you all. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.